Welcome to our Tuesday Coffee with Jack Spierko from the Survival Podcast, John Willis from Special Operations Equipment, and I'm Nicole Soss from NicoleSoss.com. Why are you laughing? Jack has this stupid update that Apple did, and when you do things, it gives him all these these effects. He, He can't even control it. I can make it rain. Wow, I want it out on my computer. Is that just a Mac update? It's a Mac update, and it, it's kind of cool. Um, I usually turn it off because it has a tendency to go off without you intending it to because you did something with your hands you weren't supposed to. Uh, uh, but it is kind of fun to play with. So you know, everybody out there should be giving us a thumbs up right now. And you know, It's like having cool. voice control on a GoPro, and you have a conversation, and it just turns itself off because of your yep. conversation. It's like a Wii. Like, remember yeah. the video game? Yeah. Hey, Wii's awesome. We just had a Wii bowling tournament at our uh, family <laughs> get-together. I kicked everybody's ass. You should the just The older the video a... game system, the better I am at it. Like, I just – do you guys know about the 2600, the Atari 2600 Plus? Yeah. I ordered one. There's a new one coming? I, I don't even like video games, but just so I can beat the shit out of my grandkids in video games. Like, so I <laughs> Hey, yeah, Walt wants to know what the middle finger does. Does the middle finger do anything? No, I don't think so. Let's find out. Nope. <laughs> okay, we're we're all demonetized now. <laughs> well. Come on, Mr. Rogers did it. Nope. You don't know about that, the, the nope. Mr. Rogers thing? So there's this picture of Mr. Rogers look like he's giving a double bird, but he's singing the Thumpkin song. Remember, where is Thumpkin? Where is Thumpkin? Yeah. Here I am, right? And I was thinking, wait a minute, did we sing that shit like in kindergarten? We were, were we sitting there like? <laughs> I think we were. I just don't like that's beyond like even my memory. That's beyond my full memory. But I think that happened. I think Gen X had a had classrooms full of kindergartners double birding each other, and we didn't know it. That's how we got so good at it, Jack. That's how we got so good. At it. I mean, it, it starts like with education, one. does it not? Gen X is symbol of our generation probably is the bird. Right? I remember in I remember in third grade a little girl taught me how to do that. In the third grade. A little girl taught you how to do that in the third grade. Like what this third meant. Grade yeah. Girl. Yep. Yep. Do you remember like having to hold your fingers down to get it to happen? Yeah. Yeah. You train yourself yes. to do it. Yeah. Now, what I remember yep. is the big debate over the proper utilization of the bird. Was it this way? Yes. Or was it this one? Yeah. This one? And I always said it was this way, but this way has a longer finger. Yeah. So like, like, a, like a Tomcat, <laughs> like an F-14. Yep. I know that's why everybody tuned into us today, to, to watch us the bird practice and, and, and tear apart how the bird was integrated into Generation X. Here's a question this, for you about Generation X. Is So I watched a thing about our slang. Is word Gen X or is that millennial? Word. What, what? Microsoft Word? No, when you say Word. Word. Oh, word. Word. Word to your mother. I would say that's almost like there is this, what do they call them, Zennials that are like on the edge of both. I'm going to say that's their thing. I never said Word. Until, like, until Vanilla dude, Ice came. Dude. Dude. 
Yeah, I was but, never a Vanilla Ice fan. I was never a rap fan. I actually probably like Ice Ice Baby more now than when I was in high school. Uh, somehow I'm making a thumbs up again. See what I mean? I'm going to turn that shit off. Yeah, that... Uh, One more that, of these, because we're talking that, about the 80s. He sells over 3 million copies of that album this year. Yeah. So, John, do you think Here's that's a, a Gen question. X term or not? So, I'd say no, but when you hear the intro to Ice Ice Baby... Do you immediately think it's Ice Ice Baby, or do you think it's Queen? Because I think that that shows you right there, that divider, because I always think it's Queen. And then I'm like, oh, shit. So, but I like the dude, the Ice Ice guy, whatever his, name, his real name is. Eric the Van Winkle. He's actually like a real estate flipper. Yeah, Eric Van Winkle. We're going to have him come out here and play. Oh, cool. Yep. Anyway, Nicole, you were trying to say something. I was trying to so, let John speak. So I don't. <laughs> I don't, I think it's after us, right? I think it's after us, but I think that we utilize that. Um, I, at, at 50 some years old, we just kind of adapt and, and become what is. I mean, I think that we still set a lot of trends for younger people, especially that we are interacting with and around. Um, so we just utilize that language as the language kind of evolves. Like right now, everybody's like, my guy, my guy. And I refuse to fucking say uh, that. I'm not saying my guy, my guy. But I'm around dudes that yeah. are, you know, 25, 30 years old. And that's the vocabulary. And they'll say things. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and and some of them can't even tell me what they're saying. They don't know why they're saying it. It's just the vocabulary. And I mean, I remember watching old movies and stuff and, and things that we were saying, they, they had just a, a more like milk toast version of it back in the fifties and sixties. So the question is, when do we stop being the translator generation between the boomers and the, the millennials and we become the boomers? Like as the boomers age out, we're going to be the, old, I don't understand what these kids are saying no more. Right. Cause right now, I mean, I don't think uh, it's that, it, that we we use the language, but we we know what the word means. That's a question. <laughs> I don't know. I still I still get I still get more done before most of the guys saying anything like that to me or about me. I've still done more before they woke up than they'll do the entire day. Well, that's because they're busy figuring out how to use my guy. My guy. My guy. My guy. So my guy. guy. My guy. Out, they don't. They don't go get shit done. <laughs> My man, right? My man. I remember seeing like my old, I remember hearing my old man and that meant your dad. And yeah. nowadays it's a chick in a trailer. And when she's like my, 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 my old man, that's her. Oh, you're talking about your husband who's in jail. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 You know, my wife had a hard time with me using the term old man or old lady. And I had to explain to her, there's actually a, a, a Yuki, a Ukrainian word for it that is, it's a symbol of respect within the house. So, like, if a 16-year-old kid's dad died, he becomes the old man in that household immediately. It's his responsibility to see to the needs of the household. So that's how we use the term. It wasn't just it was your dad. It was the most senior member of the house, female and male both, and it was a sign of respect. Somebody said, uh, John B. Bussin, no cap. So I recently found out that no cap, I've recently found out that no cap means no limit. I'm like, why don't we just say that then? Why are we no cap? That means there's no cap on the top. You can keep climbing and climbing and climbing. But I had to ask a, a, a 25 year old what yeah. that meant. I'm like, 
you you guys want all the money and the older guys have all the money you should probably fucking use the vocabulary from the guy that that the guy with all the money has because you want to get some of that money I'm trying to think of the comedian's name, Jim something, I think. He was used to be on Saturday Night Live. He's, he's like anti-woke. Um, I learned from him that young people apparently use the term dead ass. And it means that they're serious, so it's like dead ass serious. I had okay. no idea that I, was I remember that. Like, like, you know, like, well, you can't be serious. Dead ass. Like, what? <laughs> you forgot the important word. My ass word. is not dead yet. This is, this is going nowhere, but it's fun. Yeah, well, so I just want to say I predict that I'm never getting the email from the Martinson family that the language on the Tuesday podcast with Jack Spierko and John Willis is just over the top. Yeah. I, I predict that right now. Yeah. From, from the Mar- You're going to get that from the Martinson family? Oh, no, I'm not. not going to get it. Oh, not. got it. Got it. <laughs> I, Don't worry. I I'll, people, people take issue with, with me, but they tell 50 other people instead of me. I know. I don't get it. You'll stand yeah. face to face and they'll be like your buddy, but they'll never tell you that they're upset with you. Jeff pointed that out to me years ago. He's like, you know, we all hold grudges and the people that we're mad at for like the last decade, they don't even know we're mad. Yeah, at them. Like we carry that weight around and they have no idea. They've just gone on and, you know, lived a great life. I was at South by Southwest when I realized that. And there was a, a, a former friend we'd had sort of a falling out over business thing. And hadn't spoken in five years. And he walks up because I'm with somebody else he knows. And I can tell by his body language that he doesn't know what's about to happen. And in that moment, I was like, I can hold this grudge and it will be this negative thing in my life. Or I can just act like it's good to see him. And we have become friends again because of that. Yep. Dude made a mistake. Whatever. Martin's I don't hold grudges. I do take people that I consider fake and phony. And put them at a distance, and and until there's a repentance for that, you don't get back in. And that, yeah. I don't see that as a grudge. I see that as I do not want to associate with people to behave in certain ways. Frisella was saying something. Uh, Andy Frisella was saying something the other day, and he said, "You know, everybody wants to climb into that inner circle." And he's like, "At the level that we operate at, I'm not looking for new friends. It takes a lot to become a friend. And every time you let that new friend in, and he does enough." to kind of be accepted into the inner circle, there's always drama that comes with that. And if you can remove drama, you can operate in a whole capacity that people aren't even, they don't even realize it's that remove negativity thing. You can operate at a level that people don't even know exists. You can just be so clean and execute so quickly on what you do. But as soon as that little sprinkle, that just grain of salt gets put in there, it just starts multiplying and it just grinds those gears up. How do you keep drama out of your life? Um, you know, I was I was actually involved in some drama with a friend of ours, Nicole. We were just talking about something, and I had a third buddy there who I, I really look to. I, I get a lot from him in how he does and executes his business, and he, he just stopped. And he's like, I said, do you know who we're talking about? He goes, I don't do drama. I go, what? He goes, I don't know who we're talking about. He goes, I don't need to know who we're talking about. If ever I'm going to do something, maybe warn me. But I'm not involved. And I go, holy shit, that's a that's a because we had talked for we ate up probably 10 minutes of the time of this man's time and our time. And it, it wasn't getting us anywhere. Right. No. We knew what what it was. So why recap that? And that that's just a good and, and that has stuck with me. We were standing right in my doorway when he said it a couple of years ago and I catch myself and I'm like, 
we don't, why are we, we don't even need to have this conversation. We could live 10 minutes of our life actually doing something that's going to benefit us than some dude who we don't spend time with anyways. You'd be better off 10 minutes of fishing. Yeah, than for real. That. For I, real, I, yeah. I get it when like you, you do vent because you're frustrated, but like, okay, that you did it five years ago. Now we're done. Now we're moving on, right? That's yeah, and that's what I say. I go when you get around somebody, and every time you see them, maybe once a month, right? And they download all the problems in their life, but you're not involved in any of the problems, right? Just that guy stays at arm's reach, right? That can be a client, maybe a customer, not a friend, and even even friends. There's different levels of friends. Everybody uses that word nowadays, and I'm and I like to ask. I'm like, well, when's the last time you saw your friend? Well, what do you mean? Well, when's the last time you guys sat at a table? and actually ate a meal together or shook hands or looked each other in the eye. And yeah. a lot of people, they'll, they'll be like, well, I've never actually been in a room with him. Well, you should probably evaluate, you know, who that is and what that, that term that you use. I would yeah. say some of my best friends, I don't get to do that very often with, but they're also not people I've never spent time with. Right. Like, Correct. What I hear you saying though, John, this is kind of interesting to me. I never thought about it this way that we're running like in our lives, like people that are successful like a decentralized Illuminati, right? Yes. Like, so back there in the, 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 the real Illuminati in the beginning, not the conspiracy bullshit going on today. Like you had to be invited in, you had to find your way in, you had to prove yourself worthy and yep. then you were taken in and you could know the secrets, right? Yep. So like mastermind groups is what they call that today, but it's decentralized. And then you have like these nodes that reach out between just like a, like a, Bitcoin network, right? Like, so I have my group, Nicole has her group, you have your group, but you're also all part of a group together. So yeah. we're the link between our groups and you may not know some of my people and I not know some of your people, but the exchanges there in the value that we're all elevated by, because like one of my rules with this inner circle kind of thing is if there's not a thing or two about you that I think to myself, I want to be more like John or I want to be more like Nicole in this particular way then you don't get in. And I always hope that I'm offering that back as well because you become more like the people you're around. So if everything about you is below my standard, the only thing that can come from that is possibly me bringing you up, but you bringing me down. Yeah. So there's nobody's perfect. Nobody's like across the board, but like there are people that I know that like they're way better with like, being personal with people, remembering their names and knowing details about them. And I've never been good at that. So like, that's something that person can lift me up toward it. And hopefully I can lift them up in other ways. It's cut. Co we co-sign them, right? A buddy of mine says, Hey, can you put me with, with your guy for this thing? I go, I will. He, he says, I have a friend. I said, if you wouldn't <laughs> co-sign a loan for this guy, I'm not putting him with my guy. Like, because when I refer people to this person, they are not going to waste his time. They're not, they're not, how much does this cost? They are going to execute. And that's why he performs so well for myself and my friends in business, because every time he gets a name from me, that is a real customer. That's not a, a maybe. These guys know that they want this thing and they are going to buy it right then when it becomes available. And the thing about um, people bringing you up and down, I call it wireless charging. I can get around a 50 percent person operating at 100 and I can bring him up to 75, but it brings me down to 75, right? And that wireless charging, that battery has memory. If I have to bring people up all the time halfway, 
I'm going to become a lesser performer because I have to drag them up. I'll give them one chance. You're never going to get a second chance. Like you get three chances with, I'm never going to give you a second chance because it, it builds that memory in my battery. Yeah. So uh, Builder of Castle says the problem is that certain people blow up psych- psychotically. And so it's not safe to air grievances. That's um, true. It is true. At the same time, I I have come to like, I don't just go punch somebody in the nose usually with a statement, but I've gotten to the point where, okay, you blew up psychotically. So we're done. And, and now I know that about you and it didn't happen way later. Like I've gotten to the point where I think it's better to air grievances or address core issues rather than let it operate here in the passive aggressive zone. I don't really, I'm not, I'm not good with passive aggressive. I'm not good at reading passive aggressive. And I certainly don't want to try to be the person who has to guess every moment of my life what the underlying thing is. So if we can't deal with things head on, then I, I move. I mean, the reason I was asking that is I used to be a very drama person. Like I used to bring drama to me. I used to spread it to other people. And I realized when I stopped communicating my drama to people, other drama stopped coming and we all have drama in our lives. Like stuff happens. Um, but if every moment that I interact with somebody, I'm like, this is the drama and that's the drama and that's the drama. And they act ask about the drama and I ask about their drama. Then I get involved in other drama and pretty soon it's just all drama and no solid, solid river forward. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a barista. And Apollo 37, bro, you, you run your program however you want, but I, I've got shit to do. I do not have time to build up 50% people over and over and over. Maybe you figured out how to capitalize on that and you run a business off of that, but that's not my thing, man. Yeah. And it's also probably, I'm sorry. I don't know this guy. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. If you are constantly letting people suck at you as energy vampires, you're never going to be optimum. You're never going to be 100%. That doesn't mean that we don't have compassion. That doesn't mean that I might listen to your problems once. But when you bring me a problem, this is the way I look at it. The only reason you would bring me, bring me a problem is because you want a potential solution. So I'm, if I have one, I'm going to give you a potential solution. And then I'm fucking done. Because until you do something with that, I, now I am nothing but somebody for you to bitch and whine to. And I'm like, John, I'm not that guy. There are people that I think I think that they'll, you know, they'll kind of come across it with this attitude of like, I have so much. I can do this. And I, I think it's more that they're doing what Nicole said. They're attracting drama because they like it. I, I don't know this person, so don't take that personally. That's just when, how it feels to me. When, when you have a lot of problems in your life with a lot of different people, there's a common denominator in all of those. And it's you. Yeah. Like if like I there's one thing that I can guarantee you with any frustration or problem I have and I am involved in every one of those. That's the common denominator. And then as far as frustration and such, especially like social media, man, there'll be somebody that comes along and says something. And if I, if I'm thinking about that at when I'm off this screen and it's still in my head, when I return to that, if I see that again, I just block that. Like I can literally remove you from everything that is my life and remove you from everything that has anything to do with me. We don't need law enforcement. We don't need moderation. We don't need community guidelines or standards. You can simply push a button, and that guy's gone from anything that has anything to do with you, has no more access to you. And it's crazy. Some of those people 
they will create a fake account with the same picture to say the same thing over and over. Just imagine how life is for those people. I pity them. I pity them. And like when we started down this road, I pulled this up. Um, this is what I get all the time. And you were talking about the foul language. I get shit like I missed the old positive Jack that wasn't vulgar at all. I wrote this disclaimers and policy page in early 2009. Section three, adult language and content warnings. Section one, section three, the survival podcast is not a G rated family friendly radio show. The host will clearly get angry at times and use what is commonly referred to as adult language, including the dreaded F bomb. And it goes on from there. But these people act like I don't know that they have some entitlement to tell you how to speak on your thing. And I don't get upset about it, but I do often like go here. Here's a link. Just Every- so you can be on the same page with each other that this isn't new. Every product we put out, like when people, because we get it too. Yeah. But every every tag, we put out over 10,000 labels every month that say made in the motherfucking USA on them. And people are like, well, my kids, like that, that's awesome that you have sheltered and protected your kid and you raised them how you want. And that's fine in your world, but you've brought them into my world, right? And that's, that's how, if your kid is so fragile and you've raised a child so sensitive and fragile that language is going to affect the direction and course of their life, what's going to happen when they experience violence or a bully? Because you can protect them from it while you homeschool them and shelter them, but they're going to, it's, it's in the world, right? We don't, kids don't get tackled anymore. There's no flag football, no smear the queer. There's no dodge. There's no <laughs> physical contact. We can't, they can't even play you know, guns anymore, cowboys and Indians. So I'm, I don't, I treat kids like they're adults and I speak how I speak. If you bring your kids around me, then that's, that's what your kids get exposed to. You know, and that's why like on my workshops, people are like, can I bring my kid? Well, how old are they? And we can talk about this individually, but you need to understand you're going to be around 80 people, most of whom are my age, a little younger, a little older and mostly men. And they're going to be drinking and sitting around campfires. So what the fuck do you think is going to be said? And if you're going to have a problem with that, then before we even start, the answer is no. And generally the answer is no, because it is an adult themed thing. But we've had some, you know, 15, 16 year olds that were that fit in. But where I cut it off was honestly the little workshops. We had kids like running around, chasing my ducks, throwing freaking spears at them, taking shit like pool ornaments out of the pool and using it as a ball when there's a ball right there. So I cut that shit off because people were just like, and my wife's like, hey, do some of your kids. And they were like, what? They're just kids. They're just having fun. Yeah, they were just ruining my stuff. Having yeah, fun. We had, I, I had kids all. yell at my chickens till they had heart attacks and died. Like, literally, like, they were young and fragile. Yeah. My, my old German shepherd, Max, and he was pretty old and this is long. Fucking kid trying to climb on and ride him like a horse. I'm like, you get, your kid in, you get your kid in line right now. I'm going to throw him over the fence by his head. They go feral, man. Like, like they, they, they just pack up. And when you let them alone for 20 minutes at a time, I look out the window and there's a kid. We, we have all these, um, house windows, these old frame tile windows. We're going to do a greenhouse one day out of. And I look out and this little asshole's out there with these windows on the ground, yeah. stepping and breaking the fucking glass in the windows. And I saw the kid come running through the kitchen with two other kids. I go, I'll kill you. <laughs> and I in my kitchen, and, and he, they and it got the result I wanted. They stopped right there, and one of their dads was there, and he he jumped bigger than the kids did. Yeah. 
and he's never brought the kid back and that, and the kid can come back, whatever, but like you take care of your kids or I'm going to take care of your kids on my property. But then we all grow up with that. And that's why we did all the crazy shit, but we all went like, we, we never did it in like old man Willis's fucking backyard greenhouse. Right. Like we went out in the woods and we hid because I don't know about you guys, but if I did some shit now, Pennsylvania, there's a, every, five blocks there's another town but like five towns over on my bicycle by the time i got home the freaking grandparent internet went off people made phone calls and they knew what i did before i got home yep so we got really good at when we were going feral and that's a great way to put it john like we went out in the bush and we went feral out in the bush where nobody was there to see us yep Yep. which meant we weren't fucking up anything that really mattered yeah I tell we, my grandson all the time, you want to beat a tree, go beat a tree. Don't bre- don't beat on my fruit trees. Yeah. Go out <laughs> yeah. and go out in the tree. Here's an axe. Go chop one down. Yeah. Not these. Not these. Here's a dead oak tree. Here's here's a dull axe. Have at it. Yeah, I, I think I think busy for a week. I think you should take kids and put them out in the woods in the backyard for for a weekend. Let them let them just leave them yeah. <laughs> here. <laughs> just leave them. I mean, you can watch them, but let them think they're alone. See what they're going to do. How do you know what they're going to do? Oh, we lived on beanies, uh, beans, you know, the camel's pork and beans and hot dogs yep. cooked in the yep. can with the beans when we were out. Yep. In the woods. yep. You could take a pack of hot dogs. It last about two days in a backpack with no refrigeration before they started to get nasty. And, you know, cans of beans. You, so we would just open it up and throw the whole can in the fire and like eat enough beans to fit two hot dogs in. That was life, man. Yep. We had pine cone fights. Pine cones. Yeah. yeah, they throw pine cones. Pine cones hurt. And if you hit somebody, they do hurt. And when they hit you in the eye, they really hurt. Like, it was a repeated scheme <laughs> in my childhood of the pine cone wars. Like, you know, these people against those people until somebody cried and then the parents would shut it down. Yeah. And then an hour later, we're back at pine cone fights. Like, it was, yep. we could not resist the call of the pine cone fight. We and had mountain- rocks, you know. Good we, had those mag- we had those magnolias, so you snap the top off, and that's your grenade, you know, and you throw that thing. We had BB gun wars, like, because paintball guns didn't exist. Yeah. And then when paintball guns came out, man, it, we'd, we'd have 15, 20 of us out there. And then the train, we found out that the, the Southern Pacific Railroad has a SWAT team. We found out that they have a police department. I mean, man, we met every law enforcement. We, NASA has a SWAT team. Like, we met everybody playing <laughs> be- playing. With the paintball guns, man, they're like, hey, we just saw a bunch of guys with guns and gear, and yeah. the train called it in, and we've been looking for you guys for two hours. Yeah. And then you feel <laughs> like, like you want to play? It took you two hours to find us? You're not very good at your yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had, we've had the helicopter called on us a bunch of times from San Diego, and but, it, I mean, nobody – no, and, 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 yes, we could have put somebody's eye out, right? Nobody had – you yeah. had the one-pump rule – and as soon as you get hit, it starts getting pumped up. I've got a scar on the tip of my nose still. I shot John Wilson's tooth out. I shot Mike Wilson, shut back the BB in his shoulder. Jeez. It's just, See, it's just two pump rule and not in the face with the BB gun wars. No face shots. And like if you face shot somebody, you you didn't get to play ever again. Like that was that was gone. But our big fights that were like Nicole's, we had apple fights. So we had these apple trees everywhere, like Johnny Appleseed trees, just like you could get some use out of them, but they really weren't very good for much. And we would take like a six foot sapling 
and take a knife and make a point on it. So it's like a bait casting rod. And you take an apple and you jam it on the end of that rod. You could fucking hit somebody at like 75 yards. <laughs> and I mean, it like the way I even found out about this, because this is how we were back then. Your dad teaches you this shit. So yeah. I'm outside with a slingshot shooting at cans off a stump about 20 yards away from the house. He comes out and makes one of these things, grabs an apple, picks it up and just like T-bones the shit out of the can with it, hands the stick to me and walks back in the house. It's like a week later, we're on two stripping banks fucking curling like buckets of apples at each other, you know? Yep. And when you're out of apples, you're like trying to crawl up and grab the apple that came from the other side. And when it's like, it's like a movie, like you're like crawling and like, they're just fucking nailing you because they have ammo and you don't, and you're trying to police it up. Yep. Have you, you ever just gone with the, the paintballs? Have you ever had like paintballs land near you and you're out of yep. ammo, but yep. they don't break and you're yep. picking that shit up and reloading and then shooting their shit back at them. Yeah, with the old single shot splat masters, we yeah. sure did. Yeah, yeah, click. Yeah, man. If, if you teach, click, if you whack. teach kid, if you teach a kid how to make something that will project something, he will figure out how to make a war game out of it. <laughs> yep, probably to this day. If you just leave him alone in the woods long enough. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just leave him out there on a weekend, and just watch them. Remember the Scholastic book fairs? Yep. Yes. Catholic school scholastic book fair in second grade. I bought a book on making shit like that. That yep. they actually sold that at a scholastic book fair in the eighties. And it was like pretty benign, but we instantly upgraded. So like one was this can, uh, uh, catapult and you basically made it out of some wood and some wheels, which you really didn't need wheels and uh, inner tube for a rubber band and a tuna fish can. And then you put the ball in the tuna fish can and, and it just would throw this tennis ball like 40 yards, which was pretty harmless. And so we figured out that you could take a razor knife and cut <laughs> slits in the tennis ball and soak it in gasoline. Oh, shit. And then light it on fire and like flaming tennis balls were going through the air. And like we did other things like so every kid that ever built a fort, like the big kids come and fuck your fort up. So we went out and got bought like, OK, we can make catapults way faster with saplings. And two in a fish can. So we went and got like boxes of road gravel. And when the big kids would come, we would pull down the thing, fill up the tuna fish can and like claymore these fuckers. Like that was life in the 80s. And Siege that's probably weapons. why we're less assholes as adults. We yep. got it out of our system. Siege you know, it, it explains the glee that everybody had when when using the flamethrower at your workshop. Because <laughs> not, not a single person left from shooting the flamethrower without a big grin on their face. No. Oh, yeah. No, everybody, including you. Oh, no, I had a great time with and it. Frost was a little bit sauced by the time she had the flamethrower. Maybe. Just a little bit. I don't know that that was. I was pretty careful at your workshop. <laughs> that was the last night, Nicole. I know. That was the last night. <laughs> I got video. I think you could see it in your eyes. I was pretty happy. It was. I it think was the, the night I was the most inebriated was the night before it started. When I was oh. cooking all the bacon and you basically had me running on vermouth and, and bourbon. I did have you running on vermouth and vermouth. I made you a lot of Manhattan Town Heights beer. It is true. Um, well, why don't you bring up that news article that you were going to show us? Oh, yeah. So I saw this today and it made me think of idiocracy and not in a negative way either. Conor McGregor is thinking about running for Irish president. And, you know, you've got an MMA fighter 
And it just made me think of Idiocracy with uh, Hector Mountain Dew Camacho or whatever the hell his name was. And we always watch that movie and think people got stupid. So they started voting for like WWE wrestlers. But was there a prophecy built in there? Like sometimes like an author gets things right, but not all the way right. Like I think it was H.G. Wells said that satellites would be made out of bricks before anybody even thought of a satellite. Right. But that's what was around was bricks. So like are people willing to vote for people like Donald Trump or Jesse Ventura or Conor McGregor simply because they're completely fucking sick of the political class? So is it that they're sick or is it that those people who, in fact, got voted in were part of the Hollywood elite and brought out and said, hey, they are eating babies. Hey, adrenochrome is real. like the most crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. 10, 10 years ago, we'd have been like, there's no way. And then you find out that that is exactly what has happened. Um, and then Conor McGregor, you know, they're floating that they want to extradite Conor McGregor and try him with these new these new laws that they're that haven't even passed pass yet. Right. Yeah. It hasn't even passed. And they, they, they they're, they're sounding they're signaling like we're going to pass this law and then retroactively try somebody under a law where they committed the offense prior to the law existing. Well, future crimes is I mean, we, yeah. we've, they're already trying that now. They're trying yeah. future crimes and things that we say today, they will prosecute us five years for now when it wasn't even illegal when we said it. But, I mean, you see them, and they they have to weave this huge, far-fetched spider web so that you are fearful. It's about control, right? We want them to think twice before they say what they say because we can't control them. And if enough of them realize, resist the government, they might pull us from the castle, right? They have to keep that fear and keep everybody in turmoil. But as far as projecting the future in these books. I mean, look at the Simpsons. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in the Simpsons that has come to pass. And what was the shoe in idiocracy? The shoe? Yeah. Wasn't, didn't they have some crazy shoe that everybody loved in idiocracy? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was it? I don't remember. It was a croc. What? Oh, Oh, it was, I may have contributed to that for a while. I, I feel bad now. It was croc. I think, I think it was a croc, and that was like their Air Jordans that everybody loved, you know? Yeah, yeah. The croc. See, now, oh, oh, I was going to say, so what people will say, the market crowd, right, will say, well, that might happen in Ireland, but it'll never happen here. We might pass a stupid law, but we'll never retroactively find it. We have precedent for this, not necessarily with a crime. A lot of you guys listening to us are a bit younger than us, so you didn't have a fucking income in the 90s. But if you did, and if it was a fairly decent income, you might remember Bill Clinton's retroactive fucking income tax. Yep. Where they changed the tax code and then taxed us on the previous year's income based on the new tax law. And if you think it's unconstitutional, go ask the people who didn't fucking pay it what happened. Well, right. You, and, and I mean, they're, they're conditioning people for it, like with your social media guidelines. Yeah. If I, if I speak right now about things that took place in 29 and I speak about them in 29, yeah. they judge my video from the guidelines of 29 of 2019. They, even though it's, it's, it's okay for you to talk about it today under these medical guidelines, but they still give us strikes today if we publish a video speaking about 2019. Whereas if I just don't mention 2019, they don't strike us. The same well, thing's happening. They go back and like ban my stuff 
from three years ago. It'll be like, yeah, oh, even, we pulled down yep. this thing. And I'm like, I don't even know what I said three years ago, to be honest. Yep. Like, it was a long time ago. And yep. and I'll lose it. Well, hey, John, Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, John, tell us about your shirt. This is a good time. Uh, what was what was it? Drug awareness, uh, yeah. resistance education. So we took that and we just put on uh, the resist our government. We've got two other versions that will be coming out in the future. We're doing as patches, stickers, and we'll we'll bring them out as shirts. It'll say dare. One says Democrats are ruining everything. And then there's a third version of it also. <laughs> well done, sir. You can get the trio at original dot com. Yep. Yep. Apparently I got too tall there. So. People who did song 25, 25 are totally screwed. Yep. Yep. They, they yep. went all the way out. Like, there's nothing they could ever pass and say you weren't doing it, right? Yeah, this retroactive enforcement is designed to create a chill on people and silence them. And I, I, I keep telling people to get on Noster, and I know I sound like a broken record with it, but you need to tie into that because if you think that Twitter is actually standing for free speech, you don't understand anything. So like this article that I just had up on the screen, for instance, I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you post anything, this is on RT, right? So it's the Russians, right? And it's amazing to me that people most shrieking about Russia today is the bad guys are all communists. That's just interesting in of itself. But if you post an article from RT on Twitter, X, shit, or whatever the hell they call it now, it will not display. Like with the thumbnail and all where it actually attracts attention, it won't display that way. And so whenever I post anything from there now, I screen capture an image and include it in the post because I know nobody will see it if it's just text. So like that's just one example of like what they're doing is a much more subtle form of censorship. Linda Yaka, whatever the hell her name is, that's like a WEF director coined the phrase freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of reach. So as yep. long as we don't take your post down, you have your freedom of speech, even though we don't make sure nobody sees it. And so we have to get her around this. And then what's her name? Warmonger Haley. You know, she tried to walk it back, but she came out and said, basically, if I'm president, what I want to see is nobody can be anonymous on social media. We have to know who you are and you have to be verified. That just sounds like gun registration for speech to me. That's all that sounds like. Well, they've been attacking speech for decades, and it's like the worst thing for politicians that we can just say what our opinions are. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing to me how that chill effect has, how we've allowed it to happen. Like, it's not amazing. It's discouraging sometimes when people are like, no, you don't need to be free to say what you think. That's not allowed. That's not okay because it's misinformation, and misinformation is dangerous. So, you know, in this case, your free speech is not allowed. It's like, well... How do you think we figured out the earth was round? The earth's not round. <laughs> Come on well, that's now. A good, that's a good debate to have. Jack Nikki, and John Willis having the flat earth debate would be fun. Isn't uh, isn't Nikki Haley, wasn't she in a heavy metal band called Hailstorm? Uh, I don't think I'm so. Kid, I'm kidding. She's not. I, know. <laughs> I don't think so. I know that, that Ebor Miley here is correct. Nikki Haley is not her real name. That's her stage name. Yes, it's her stage name. She's also very concerned about TikTok, but her daughter's on TikTok. And what, what Ramaswamy pointed out in the debate, that was not acceptable. That was, a, that, was a, that was a dirty hit. Now, wait a minute. You're sitting here telling parents, your kids need to not be on TikTok. 
your fucking daughter's on TikTok. And this just encapsulates the whole rules for thee, but not for me shit, right? Yep. This is like, and, and I don't know, I've gotten more and more bored with politics over the years. As bored as I was five years ago, I'm completely bored with these fuckers now. I didn't look at it for two months, and I just looked at it last week. I was like, wow. <laughs> Nothing has changed. I, I was like, I'm just going to take a whole break from it. I think when you don't look at it for like 60 days and then you do, you feel like you're high. Yeah. When you're looking at it, you're like, I have to be fucking high. This <laughs> this can't be. I don't remember eating a gummy. Like, what? Where, where did this come from? Or like the most real world comedic moment of my life. Like, it's like a stand up comedian act, but it was real. Was when I was, so this is the other thing, right? DeSantis is the lockdown governor. I was partying on the beach in June 2020 when this happened. So that's all bullshit, right? He's responsible for killing everybody, but he also locked everybody down. Like, you've got to pick one, but apparently they don't. But I'm sitting there, and I, I, I go up from the beach to get some stuff for my wife. And she had been flipping through the TV before she came down to the beach and apparently left it on CNN. So I go in there, and this is June 2020, and they're talking about Florida like it's uh, the the attack in Israel that just happened. Like it's that bad. And like they're they have all these experts talking, and they're showing all these scenes of like dead bodies and shit. And I'm standing in the sliding glass door looking at the beach, and I'm looking at like 400 people literally partying their fucking ass off a week before spring break. Or a week after spring break or whatever the fuck it is. It was like May, June. And I'm looking at the TV and I'm there like Jim Brewer, the guy that we were talking about earlier, like doing this. Just these two things don't go together. And I think I already knew that. But like any faith I had in anything, any of these networks put out, that moment is when the last tiny flame went out and died. Like, there's no way I could ever trust anything these people said again, because I was standing there and it occurred to me that they're never talking to the people where the thing is happening. They're always talking to people that can't actually see the thing. And they make sure they talk about enough places that you think the other place is really bad. And usually when you go there, nothing's happening. Do you ever consider that that's intentional? Every day of my life. Because... If you don't trust any of the reporting, then they can do more. Yeah. But I trust I trust the information sources I have. I, I trust them to ch- attempt to be accurate, and then I trust that I have enough of a fucking brain to assemble everything from all my different sources and come to a logical conclusion of what is most likely the case. So I don't need CNN. And I don't say that everything that they report is wrong or inaccurate. I say that I don't trust any of it. I think there's a big difference there. So if the CNN reporters come on today and they say, today the sky is blue, I'm not going to be like, no fucking way, it's green, right? Like, unless I look out, it actually is, right? Um, But I am going to assume that anything they say is either a lie or riddled with disinformation, and then it is only a starting point to figure out what's actually going on. I think a fun game to play would be don't watch the news for 30 days and then you guys run headlines by me and I tell you if I think it's a real headline or one you made up. Yep, somebody does that. 
Yeah. Can yeah. you insulate yourself enough? Uh, not because like the other side of it is if you're on social media. It's well, does, does that matter? Like you may see it, but I don't know. Don't like, read it. Yeah. Like Try not to read it. And uh, like, so what I know from, from going off news completely for about two months, this most recent time is you, you still hear things. Yeah. Like, like if a comet was coming, I'd know a comet was coming. Somebody would tell me. Yeah. Yeah. But that you just like the intricacies of the infighting that's going on politically at the federal level or state level. I have no idea right now, except for I read some headlines last week and I was like, Nope, I'm not going back there right now. I'm going to just get my floor done. <laughs> Highlander says I haven't watched TV in over a decade, but that, that's kind of the point Highlander. None of us have watched TV probably in over a decade either. It's this thing, right? Like right now, we're communicating to everybody and back and forth here on YouTube. But that's where I get the news, right? Is YouTube shorts, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, right? It just, it just comes through. And even if you try to avoid it, you eventually get into a short. And once you're in those shorts, you don't even realize you're doing it when you're scrolling through those shorts and you're getting those five, 10, 20 second blasts. And you, I, I literally, when I turn the phone on in the morning, I, I turn this off when I go to bed and I turn it on and let it boot up away from me and I go, okay, time to get programmed. I literally say that. I don't say I'm going to put my earbuds in. I'm going to turn the phone on. Okay. Time, time for programming. So could we, you know, take a couple of weeks away from it? You, you totally could, um, by just using audiobooks, right? I've, I've listened to audiobook series when I'm, just so that I'm just so that I'm not doing this because I, I will listen while I'm doing tasks and inevitably Amanda will be like, are you stuck? Like, it's like windows 98. You just, cause you're doing this. You don't, you, you just can't not do it other than just to not have it with you. Yeah. I've said, I've started setting a timer. If I'm going to look at TikTok because that's what will happen to me. It's like, for the ADHD brain, it's it's a brilliant thing because it's you start thinking it's, it's like going fishing one more cast. You think one more. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing one this. More see one more yeah. good video, and you see like forty fucking shitty videos. Then you see one good video gives you false hope that the next yeah. one will be good. Yeah. You, you say fishing, man. That's like slot machines at the at the casino. Yeah. Before you know it, six hours later, they're pumping oxygen and they're giving you free drinks. Yeah. Well, I I've tell never, myself I'm doing that for research, so my TikTok video would be better. But really, yeah. it's, the dopa- it's the dopamine hit. Sure, it's like oh, I got to I got to reset. Scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll. I think yep. it actually can be good if you if you discipline yourself and have limits on things like that. Because I don't know about you guys, I get in my fucking head with shit, and I get attached to something, and I will literally like I'll do some of my best work, and then I'll hit a point where it's too much, too long. And I need to let it go so that I can come back at it and finish it and do it right. And by tuning out into mindless bullshit, yep. it's actually useful to me. Or, you know, that's why I, if you always ask me what I read at night, I read shit like Star Trek novels, right? Or other Same. sci-fi stuff because it's complete fabricated bullshit. And I need my mind to unplug before I reboot in my sleep. So I think it can be good, but there's a lot of crap too. And, and, what I've found is they always want to switch you back to what they suggest versus the people you follow. Yeah, they certainly do, man. And when you interact and I'm like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, Oh, Oh, 
face put for you instead of following. Okay, I, I see what's going on. Why am I seeing Bernie Sanders bullshit? Like, what? what is this? Did all my peeps just go crazy? No. Yeah, even at SRF, when I go to bed, I read to get the brain to shut off. It's like I've programmed myself that if I read text, it'll put me to sleep. And, yeah. you know, you yeah. get pretty exhausted at SRF. Yeah. Um, but Well, you do. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, and, and it, but I still still like if I hit the pillow, my brain's still going. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I got you. You're completely physically beat, but your mind, and that's me every night. If I don't do something, yeah, same. That's my brain. That's that's like I, people say. I wish I was like you, and I, I, everything has blessings and curses. You know, I wonder what people tell kids to do now that reading's not as popular. Because I was just told what you need to do is read fiction and it will reset your brain and you can fall asleep. And sure enough, I could program myself to do that. I make my grandkids read. My wife makes them read. All We, we make them read. Like, it's time to read for a while. Like, you don't get to watch videos or whatever. You have to read. So I don't care what you read. It can be a fucking comic book. It can be a bedtime. I don't care, but read. And I think it's... I think it's one of the most important things that a human can do for their mind. Just like we have to physically work out to be in good physical shape. We have to go out and use our bodies. We have to use our minds. And I don't think we are actively using our minds most of the time when we're consuming video, unless it's intellectual level shit. Like our our buddy Hatch, Nicole, just sent me this thing with Terrence Howard, who was like the guy that was in Mr. Howard's opus and stuff like that. Um, explaining his new theory of mathematics based on the universal uh, flower, which Da Vinci could never solve. And I, 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 I sent him an email back and said, I'm going to have to eat half a gummy, wait 30 minutes and watch this in total silence. Like to see if it's real or if it's bullshit, like that can be engaging, but most of the stuff we watch is not. And I don't trust my kids watching YouTube kids to, to, to pick something intellectual. Yep. Jack, check out the Pre- Protector's War by S.M. Sterling. The future where gunpowder gun powder does not ignite. I don't know if I want to live in that world. That would put people on an even playing field. You know, after being at your house, I want a BB gun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. We we have some Red Riders, John. Like yeah. old school Red Riders. Yeah. And I bought the set. So there's like a scaled down one and the full size one. So I can shoot with my grandson. Yep. I have a. I'm actually looking at my BB gun, but it's not uh, like that one was way better. Somebody gave me a BB gun I've never shot. (laughs) The old school like spring BB guns are actually cool because they have a limit to where they're accurate to, and if you shoot at exactly that limit, they give you no margin of error. And if you figure out what that limit is then it's actually because the trigger sucks, right? You have to think all the way through that shot. And I think back when I was a kid, I'm like, I could shoot freaking cans out of the air with these fucking things when I was a kid. And now I'm all spoiled with Timmy triggers and shit. So it's a good training device. It's good training. You can also like, you know, shoot things way off in the distance that it stings and they run away, but you don't kill them. So what do you guys think is going to happen next year? We're, this is our last, stream of 2023 any predictions for 24 the the greatest ass clown circus election in the history of mankind 
I, I feel pretty safe predicting that it will be the circus music will be ramped up to a level that you have never heard before. And it will be fanatical hysteria. And I don't really care who wins, but I kind of want to see the orange band rise again as the great pumpkin, just because of the absolute complete mental shutdown of the left that will occur. I mean, I remember when he got elected the first time? Remember the lady sitting in the street screaming? Like as actual fire happened in the streets when he got elected. Yeah. Can you imagine Orange Man 2.0? It may be worth it just for the entertainment value. I don't even care about the entertainment value. My business and my taxes were better than they had ever yes. been. Yes. As operating a business for 35 years, there is not a president where my position in business and my employees as well we're better off in life than that time, even with all the, the crazy other shit going on. Right. So if you see Zelensky just suspended all elections, there is uh-huh. no election in Ukraine. We have all those ships. We can we can stage those carrier groups so far out. You can't even see them from Israel. Right. But we're putting them where they are in harm's way because we want into that war. We are looking yes, for another 20 year war. And, and one of our congresswomen even said we need to go to war with a country with a seaport because they want to make more ships. That's big general dynamics and Teledyne Ryan money. And that's where that stuff comes from. So they can revitalize in their area and put that workforce back in there. They are looking to get those ships hit and they are looking to get into a war. And my theory is that they will try to suspend election when that happens, just as Zelensky just did, who is, who is nothing more than an extension of this government. Yeah. And and you're going to see them, you know, try some of that nonsense. And my question was going to be, if it looks like Orange Man's going to win, what are the chances you think we'll have an election? I think we'll have an election. I think that's I, the move. I, I think that they're so confident of their ability to rig an election that we'll have an election. I, I think that I don't think this country will suspend elections. Because the elections are a very important component to the magician's illusion that you're in control. That, that, that's what I believe. And that's why for at least a hundred years, A and B have pretty much been the same thing. Right? Like if you really think it would have been a big difference if Al Gore had one less hanging shad than Bush Jr., then I, I don't think you've been paying attention. I think, and the problem with the orange man is he fucking broke it. Right. You don't have to agree with everything he did to understand this was a guy that as president was willing to say, you know what? Fuck that. We're doing this. Well, sir, fuck that. I said we're doing this, which we have not had in my lifetime. And I agree with John, like my taxes and they still are because it was a seven year thing. But that means at the end of the next administration, those tax cuts go away. This was something that recently showed up in one of my feeds I found interesting. This is uh, do the rich pay their fair share. And the point they're making is that rich people pay uh, the top 1% pays the highest rate of taxes and accounts for 40% of tax revenue. There's a very interesting thing in this little graphic, though. Who else pays 21% guys for the people that aren't on the video version of this? You guys tell one. You guys tell them who else pays twenty one. So the top one percent pay about a twenty percent effective tax rate. I don't know how the fuck they get there, but that's what they say. Who else pays twenty one percent? The people who earn between it looks like eighty seven thousand and one hundred and fifty two thousand. 
The hardest working middle class pay the same tax rate as the top 1%. Who pays 11%, the lowest fucking tax rate? 152 to 218. Isn't that interesting? And the next lowest tax rate is the people that don't make any fucking money at all, so we'll let them go. And then who's next? Who's the next lowest tax rate? That's the, the bottom 50. Well, I'm saying the bottom 50, we'll, we'll throw okay, them out. Right, yeah, they don't make any money anyway. So who's next yeah. in line? Then the next lowest tax rate? Top 2 to 5%, which is 280 to, to 540. Yeah. Right. So do you know how many people in that top 1% actually have an income in the 2 to 5%? Fucking all of them that are smart. All of them that are smart because they hold, they have all their holdings in corporate stock and things like that. They have no realized gains and they pay themselves salaries in that, 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 percentage of the five five percent to in in that realm there between that 11 and 16 percent we could literally eliminate taxes for the bottom 50 percent and still function because that's only three percent of the total income taxes paid correct which is not all we'd have to do is well i mean not that i'm advocating for taxes of any kind but all we'd have to do is cut spending by three percent Correct, which we can't do. Well, not even 3%. This is just income tax, like income tax finance things by 3%. This is only, that's the thing. It's only income tax. It has ignored every other form of tax out there. And this is only personal income tax. So that's the thing. Like most of the people in the top 1%, most of their income is corporate. It's taxed in a different bracket. It's a different place. So my, my whole point in bringing that up, though, is the person who makes 80 to 150 is the person with a college degree that has a job with a W-2. That's the majority of them are in that. They have no control over the reported income. Like I can drive my reported income completely legally following the tax code way, 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 way down and pay a lot less in total tax. Right. Um, But a person that is a rule follower that works really hard, that does their job every day, shows up five days a week, eight to five, that shit. That's the person getting pounded the hardest in the ass. The top performer in that segment, that's separate. Like just take the demographic and instead of making it income, let's make it W-2 employees. The best performing W-2 employee pays the highest income tax in the country. But even that's all division, right? Everybody, they're, they're good. It's just more World Wrestling Federation. They're taking my money that they steal from me and giving it to Ukraine. They're not. They're creating that money. They're not taking no, We just it. lost them. They that don't. They don't it's, it's not your money they're giving. They're creating that money. They steal your money to keep you in a lower position and to get you to fight with people on yeah. both sides. I'm supposed to be mad at the guy that makes more, and the, I'm supposed to be worried that the guy who makes less is mad at me. It's all, it's all just a show. No, it's what I've always said, like, Instead of bitching about it, understand that the tax code is two giant volumes. It looks like 80s phone books from a giant metropolitan city. And 95% of it is how you get out of what the 5% says you have to do. Which was written by them. So so play the game. For those of you listening who have never seen a phone book and don't know what it is because you're young, these were two very large printed books on very thin paper with tiny prints. Yes. But today I would need a magnifying, and they were huge. Well, Jason, B. Jason from Oklahoma, Nicole, said in one of my live streams that we were talking about this, he said they're about as thick as the Bible. I'm like, that's rural Oklahoma. 
If you lived in Jacksonville, Florida, or Dallas, Texas, or Philadelphia, you could beat somebody to death with one of the two phone books. And you needed two every year. Remember, they came, they put them on your front porch and shit. Yeah. You know, and like you had the yellow. They wouldn't fit in your mailbox. Yeah, no, they did not fit in your mailbox. No, I had one of the coolest history teachers in high school that would tell us actual shit. And he's my genesis of understanding the Federal Reserve. And all he did was point out that the Federal Reserve banks were not listed in the um, uh, blue pages. Yep. Because the blue page, remember, you had white pages for people, blue pages for government, and yellow pages for corporations and companies and businesses. They're right next to FedEx. And yes, federal the Federal Reserve Banks was listed in the yellow pages, not the blue pages. That's all he said. And then you figure it out from there. So out of all the taxes that you pay, which one do you find most offensive out of all the taxes and why? You want to take that, John, or you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Property tax. Income tax, I have a tremendous amount of ability to influence. I earn the money and I pay it once. Property tax, I have a very limited amount of things that I can do to reduce my property tax burden. And I pay it over and over again on property that I've already paid for using money that I already pay tax on. So any money I use to purchase property, I've already paid an income tax on, and now I'm being double screwed in the ass. And so the only real property that makes sense to me based on that is I need a primary, I need a place I live. I have to have that. So I have to swallow that. And any other real property I own, if it's not an income property, it's basically a money disposal system for me. Or it has to be some form of business. It could be a, a, I can be the landlord of it. It could be some form of agricultural property, but if it doesn't have an income stream on the other side, it is an abomination that I am forced to pay a tax on property that I have paid for, that I maintain, and that the penalty for not paying it is they'll take my property away from me. And it continually goes up as it, it increases in up. value. They they assess it, and then That's they'll assess they it. You some, out. And some yeah, some places will assess it five years ahead of time. That's exactly yeah. why. Yeah, they, that's how they get you out. That's, exactly that's how they get you out, because when we get older, our income generating capacity can go down, yeah. especially if we don't have investments supporting ourselves as our physical body can't. And then we can't pay as much tax and then we have to move. Yep. And what we do have here in Texas is at 65, your property taxes lock. If you don't move. If you move. It all goes away. So what happens, the trap still is you get older people, they have this really big house. They have a lot of equity in it. And they're like, I can't take care of this anymore. So they sell the really big property. They, you know, there's a lot of real estate you don't pay income tax on. You have to make like a half a million dollars in a year. So if they only don't make a half a million dollars, they keep that money. They go buy a little place, but their property tax goes up, which is you know, it's just another form of the trap. So we have a lot of the reason I, I learned this is, you know, my father in law had contemporaries that were his age and a lot of them were in that. They wanted to move, but they would realize like, oh, I don't keep this stupid low property tax rate because his property taxes were like five hundred dollars a year. Because they had been locked in that long and, and the property was assessed so long ago 
And they've caught up on that, man. They assess all of us every fucking two years now. So then Amanda pipes in with the other really offensive one. What's worse is paying personal property tax on things you use for business that are on your property. Yeah, I don't do that. He recently filled out the form or is about to fill out the form that we have to fill out annually. Yeah, I I don't do that because I am a non-physical product business. I don't have an inventory tax to pay or anything like that. I don't have any major assets. But like when I was in directional boring, we were leasing directional boring rigs from a company called Ditchwitch. And these were like quarter million dollar machines. And Tarrant County sent us bills for property tax on equipment we didn't own. And we told them to go fuck themselves. And they said, well, we repossess them. I said, well, you talk to Ditchwitch. <laughs> right? And Ditchwitch was like, we're not paying it because we're not located in Tarrant County. We've leased equipment. And when we pushed back on that, what we eventually found out was that Tarrant County was doing that all over the place. They yep, had no means of enforcement whatsoever on leased equipment, but about half the people just paid the bill. Yep. Because it's not their money they're writing. Yep. Oh, I had a very detailed conversation with my county about how if I have a photograph that's framed on my desk of my family, that's taxable because it's in a place of business. It does not matter. Yeah, and fair market value is what Kay Bonk is saying. It does not matter that that's personal property in my place of business because I brought that in there. The value of that frame and that photograph is now part of the personal property tax we don't have that yeah and that's different that's like if you move to tennessee jack then they can tax your computer and that flag behind you and all the stuff that's all worthless that's like my computer is worth five dollars what that means is those people enforcing that and those people pushing those laws they don't have enough turmoil in their lives and somebody needs to add some turmoil to their lives Uh, i i would agree yeah, we need some more turmoil in the lives of bureaucrats. They are those bureaucrats are too comfortable and they do not have enough fear. And they some have old man at this point. Some old man who they have taken things from needs to take it upon himself to add some fear into their lives. Hmm. I feel like that's happened a few places. It has. They cover it up. You're never gonna hear that so and so walked out of the house got pounced on. I, I'm, I'm thinking more of people like this. I bet you know who this is. Hold on. You know who this guy is? Marvin Haymeyer? Marvin Haymeyer is, is the world-famous killdozer man. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? This is a dude that, like, he had, he had enough. He welded armored steel onto a bulldozer and I, I believe he destroyed like every police car in his town, the courthouse, like everything. Unfortunately, he ended up dead. But I think he had made the decision that that was going to be the outcome at the end of it. But what if there were a foul? And I'm not advocating for anything, YouTube police, right? What if there were a thousand killdozers? Or two. <laughs> Just he didn't another hurt one. anybody, by the way. He committed, no under the left's definition, no act of violence whatsoever. No humans were harmed except him. It is an act of violence, according to the left, if you harm the government in any way. Property. Have you noticed that? Unless unless it's the Portland Police Bureau. Unless you're the left when you do it. Right. So if you're different, it's different when you're the left. If you're on the left and you storm the Capitol building and fuck shit up, it's okay. 
Having come to freedom from the left, that's very disappointing to me because it's not fair and the left is supposed to be all about fairness. But when it's their issue, then it's okay. The left is petulant children, so they use the word fair the way a child does. It's not fair means I don't like it. It doesn't mean it's not fair. Like, you ever notice kids say that all the time, but the last thing they actually want is fair? I tell my grandkids all the time, if I don't know who did it, I'm just going to punish both of you, and I know the guilty person gets punished. So think before you complain about each other. Does it work? Oh, it works beautifully. I mean, the military... Do they look at you like this? No, no, no. The military uses group punishment because it's effective. Right? It's a total, like, it absolutely works. It asks, shut the fuck up. Don't say nothing. Let it go. Right? Like, because I'm like, the, I tell them, I'm, I, I try to teach them history, too. I'm like the Romans. I don't care who's right. I just want peace. <laughs> I just want, I want peace. Do your, do your shit. Get along. And everything is okay. When there's, when there's conflict, my solution is smite everybody. Yeah, when one person's telling you something, bring the second one in because the story generally changes. Go out yeah. front and go out front and fight it out. What? Well, you guys go handle it. You said I, you're going to whip his that. ass. I go, have a go handle girl it. and a 13 year old. Boy. I get it. I get it. I get it. If I had, if there was like an 11 and a 12 year old boy, yeah, we would have boxing freaking gloves and a ring and a whistle. Yep. And, and fucking do it until you shut up. Like, yeah, that's when I was in high school. That was my my gym teacher was literally that way. Like if two yep. guys got to a point, you know what? All right, everybody off to the sides, get the gloves. All right, hey, let's get this done. Yep. And then when we're like, it'd be like one guy would clearly get the advantage and it'd be like, okay, that's it. Shake hands or go to the dean. It's your fucking choice. He didn't say Didn't that. we just, uh, wasn't there just a town? I think it's in North Carolina, just voted out its entire township, its entire city hall. They voted them out, changed all the locks overnight. I have fired not heard that, but that's great. Yeah. Just fired get rid of the government all together, like get the yeah, fuck out of here. School board, everything. Yep. I think Spain hasn't had a central government for like four years or something. And, I don't know. It's something like that because they have like these parliamentary systems where you have to form a government after the oh. election mm-hmm. and you have to like appoint like a central prime minister or whatever they call it in Spain. And if, you know, let's say it's divided by thirds, well, two of them have to come together and they haven't. And the people are like, yeah, this is fine. I, Really don't care. And Madrid's not burning like Paris. I'll just point that out. Almost like decentralized systems can work. Yeah. Well, did did Madrid let a bunch of, uh, I mean, it, it's not people from Paris that are burning Paris down. No, and I don't think Spain has the same problem. I don't think right. it's perfect, but I don't think they have the level of problem. Right. Because it's not just letting them in. It's actually enabling and encouraging yeah, it like, wasn't it wasn't people from France that burnt down all those monuments. No. Like we talk about Notre Dame, they were burning one down every week. Yeah, UBC is why we can't have nice things in this country. Because if we really want to innovate on energy efficiency, UBC's yeah. in your way. Yeah. Everything's right. in your way. As as an aside. But it's okay. I mean, the Pope just came out and said that we have to get off fossil fuel, so it'll all it's all going to be okay. UBC does not support that at all. <laughs> Heck, in California, I'm pretty sure there's an, a pretty onerous permitting process to get you get those panels on your on your roof. 
Yeah, I we've think covered a cat it. has gotten somebody's keyboard. Yeah, what is up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, it's the same thing, exact thing twice. Is it like, yeah, who knows? Somebody leaned in, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2024 prediction. Bitcoin price. It's already, what's it at this morning? It was over 40, right? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look this morning. but There's yeah. not to like get an email that's saying Bitcoin breaks 36K and then pulling up the price and it's 40. That's that's awesome. Um, I will say that no ETF gets approved. You're looking at a quarter million. ETF gets approved. I don't even know. It could be a quarter million. It could be two million. It could be anywhere in there. And I every signal is that they will approve an ETF. And, and we're going to have an ETF approval on the eve of a halving. Isn't there supposed to be a split where it's at 42, uh, 42.7 right now? Okay. Wow. That's like 2,700 since the last time I checked. Yep. I don't sit there watching price. People think I do because I'm such a, a Bitcoin maximalist at this point in my life. I That's money that's forever money. I, I, that's, I, I don't care. I'm not worried about it. Because that's when people start freaking out. Oh, my God. Eighteen thousand dollars. We go buy some more. Like, I, I, I did. I say all through the below twenties. Like buy, 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 and everybody. Like, oh my god, it's going to zero. Okay. I buy Bitcoin every day. I wish I could say that I don't. I don't. I buy. I buy Bitcoin every day, whether it's a hundred dollars or it's five hundred dollars. I buy Bitcoin every day. I try to buy it weekly, and if I skip a week, I double my buy. You know, and I do. I don't worry about the price, but I do pay attention, and when it really goes down i buy more i mean that's just well there's the morning spike that happens every day yeah people get up and buy bitcoin and it goes yeah. up yeah you want to buy bitcoin buy it on saturday and sunday and you'll also find your network fees to get it off the fucking exchange are lower right? i mean and and for all the hate that i spew at them i still buy a lot of bitcoin on coinbase because their withdrawal fees because of the way they batch everything are really low especially on weekends so I mean, people are like, well, Coinbase, Coinbase can do whatever they want. Once I buy the Bitcoin and withdraw it, I don't give a shit. I don't care what Coinbase does at that point. My money's at risk for 40 minutes, if that, and only nope. that single buy. Dean's asking about um, lithium. Don't, don't we have a state right now that just opened up an enormous lithium mine here in the United States? I watched something that I was, I was not aware of. I, you just always hear lithium and uh, electric car batteries. Um, there was an interview with Elon Musk, and he said lithium is actually the very minimum of the car battery. It's all these other things that are there. He said there's not a shortage of lithium like you hear. He yeah. said it, it's nickel's the real one that you need. I think nickel and cobalt. And, and yeah. most of the cobalt is being extracted from the ground by hand by borderline child slaves in Africa. And we don't like, they can push all these electric cars all they want, but the electric car thing is just to control you. They know that they can't feed all the electric cars. They want to outlaw your ability to not have one because they don't want you to have any car. Our 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 grid, the 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 electric grid here won't support electric cars. It, it just won't do it. Like the infrastructure is not even here to do it. So something just happened. I don't know what the delegation was. I don't know if it was Cackles Harris or somebody else. They did this big thing where they went across the country in electric cars. Some big government delegation from the federal government. Maybe it was booty jig or whatever. I don't know. But I do know what happened. They needed to charge 
So they sent gas vehicles ahead of the electric vehicles to hold places in line so that when their electric <laughs> vehicles got there, they and they were backing up all the other electric vehicle users at the charging stations because they had to make sure that their bureaucratic assholes could charge their Teslas or whatever when they got there. They've got there's big diesel trucks, big, you know, military type vehicles, commercial vehicles that come out with a generator on the side of the road and charge your fucking Tesla for you. So if yep. you have real money, you don't have to go to Target and use their charger. You can just go wherever you're going to go, and a truck will pull up with a diesel generator and charge your charger, charge your Tesla for you while you're valeted at the restaurant or wherever. Which does not miss the point of the electric vehicle at all. Whenever I ask people from the complete pro, we need to go all electric side, what happens when 15% of the American vehicle fleet is electric and everybody plugs their car in at night. Well, the you answer I get is basically don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Now, every one of us, when we were kids, if we were smart thinking people, we had people around us that were like the smart kid, the brave kid and the stupid kid. And there's a fine line between brave and stupid. And the stupid kid was the one you could get to do things like jump out of a tree into a net and fall on the ground, right? That that was that kid. And we, the smart kid was like the guy, like our, our friend David, who would be the one that would get him to do it. You just kind of yeah. stand, there and, stand yeah. there and watch. But there was another thing the stupid kid frequently said when they came up with an idea that we should all do. Don't worry about it. So I have learned that when somebody tells me don't worry about it, and doesn't worry have about an it. Explanation. Worry extremely about it, and do not participate in it. Because whenever mine was the kid, the dumb one was Mikey, right? Mikey was the dumb kid. And when Mikey said not to worry about a thing, everybody just looked at each other and just moved away from Mikey. And that's how I feel about all these people that say, "Well, you know, we don't all have to charge at the same time," and we have like these people do not have an answer at all to this question. They have no answer for it. And I do have an answer. It could be done, but it won't be done. It's current generation nuclear plants would do this, specifically thorium, which has almost no risk whatsoever, like these old plants from the 60s that are still around. But we refuse to do it. And that tells me alone that none of these people shrieking about global warming believe a fucking word they're saying. They don't, because if you did, this is an answer and technology that we have today, and they won't do it. In the United States, it's taking 30 to 40 years to get the nuclear power plants built for, for the approval processes. They're building them all over the place. They just had one come online in Finland that takes care of 75% of the electricity for all of the population, I think they said. They yeah. cut the electric bill for those providers, uh, the people that get the electricity, cut their electric bill by 75%. Valuetainment just did an awesome uh, one-hour video on nuclear energy. And we have these new, these, the new technology will reburn old fuel. And I heard something else interesting too. He said all of the spent fuel that has come out of these facilities, I believe it's the United States, it, it will only, it's, it, it's the footprint of a football field. It's yeah. a football field. I think he said it's 10 feet high. That's, that's yeah. it. That's all, all contained, all said. That's what is there. And they also, the one in, I think it was Finland, 
Um, and there was one other one in Germany too, I believe. They actually flew um, a re like a, a like a seven forty seven, but a military version that's supposed yeah. to be heavier. They actually built the same sarcophagus, flew it into it, and there was no damage. It didn't yeah. pierce it. So they're they're supposed to be completely contained, completely safe. Obviously, the problem is the meltdown or the electricity yeah. or the water exchanges. Yeah, but the thorium reactors. So, like with Fukushima, the problem is those rods are going to take you know longer than we're going to be alive to fully cool. A thorium reactor, when something goes wrong, just stops. It just stops, and we have plenty of thorium. The concept that we can't do this is ridiculous. I, I love how it's the most dangerous thing in the world, and we have all these fucking sh- battleships and uh, uh, aircraft carriers and submarines running around with little nuclear power plants in them. Yep. And, and, and that's, that's totally acceptable, right? And we, literally, these there's so much power that there's times where there's natural disasters that are on the coast, and we pull in one of America's amazing nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, and they run a cable to shore, and they run half the fucking city on backup power off the freaking aircraft carrier. And the aircraft carrier is pumping seawater in, desalinating it, and sending fresh water to people in a disaster zone. That's how much power we have with nuclear power. Like, this whole idea that we're going to colonize Mars not without nuclear power? It's, you can't, we'll use solar on fucking Mars. Do you have, like, a Martian calendar? Do you know how long night lasts on Mars? You Do you know how far away it is? It's out of the Goldilocks zone and shit. Like, how how do you think that's going? They have, again, we're back to no answers, and there's existing technology sitting right in front of us. There's a meme where it's like two aliens, and they're looking completely disgusted down at Earth. And it says, aliens, after we figured out fission and decided to use solar. And they're just looking at us with complete disgust. Like, what's wrong with these fucking idiots? It's 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 money. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. The guys that make money off oil don't make money off of nuclear. The guys that make no. money off all the solar panels they don't make money off of nuclear. You know that like the biggest backers of all this climate change shit are companies like Exxon and BP. Yeah, they're all they're the, energy all companies. the bullshit that fossil fuel companies have a lobby. And, no, they they're they're energy companies. They don't care. Yep how they generate energy. They just want money. Yep. They don't give a shit how they generate. And they also know that like, no matter how much we do with all this new shit, the fossil fuels not going anywhere. So you should have that. Them. You should have that nuclear uh, submarine guy. Didn't you have a, a nuclear submarine guy on at one point? Maybe yeah. that was another, another show. No, it was, it was um, me. talking yeah, about, talking about modern day reactors and stuff. You should see if that guy, get him back on. Yeah. Yeah, what would happen if the marketing campaign to be de- to take the fear out of nuclear happened, separate from the big guys doing it? I don't know it would do anything because they don't really care what people think. I, I really don't think they care what people think. They like to talk about it, but they don't do it. So they've done surveys, for instance, where they ask how many people support term limits, and it's like 84% of people. And I'm pretty sure the 16% are bureaucrats and politicians, right? Like, who who wouldn't support that? But yet, there's nothing but a token for that, right? So they like the idea, but unless people are willing to actually push for it really hard and make decisions based on it, then it doesn't really matter. It's just talk, right? There's How much out there has tremendous popular support, but government never does anything in regards to it. If you ask 
the average person, whether it's right or wrong, the average person, should the rich pay a higher tax rate? They all say yes, but they don't and they're not gonna. And they never did. And tax the rich has been a meme since the Romans and has never fucking happened. Well, it never how they, happen, that's right? how they manipulate us into taxing yeah. the middle class. But yeah. Yeah. But but OK, so then the other thing is, if you make it less scary, is there a way to basically Uber approach it? I don't know, because like a lot of the stuff we teach and I mean, the whole self-preparedness industry, right, is all things people can do. You can't set up a nuclear plant in your backyard. You can set up a biogas digester in your backyard, but you can't set up a thorium reactor in your backyard, even if they said you legally could. Like, unless you have Elon Musk money, you, 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 you can't, right? Like, even if I could get my hand on thorium, I know that I'm not intellectually fucking qualified to build a thorium reactor in my backyard. So I think one of the big problems we have with nuclear is by its very, like, what it is, on some level, it has to be centralized, right? It has to attach to a grid that's a centralized grid network system. And, and, and whether it should or not, it requires massive amounts of governmental approval and not just federal because every everybody that's pro-nuclear is pro-nuclear right up. And you say, well, what if we build one right there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I, I don't. And then like they don't understand transmission distances and things like that. Like anybody that cannot tell you what attenuation and impedances without using Google should have no opinion on fucking energy. Like you don't get to have an opinion on energy. You go educate yourself and then we can have one because you don't understand. You can put one right at the dam right there and they'd have a bunch of water if they need cooling. Yeah. And that's where they always put it. And they've already got the grid to tap into right there. That's where they always put it. But then if there's a disaster, it's always straight into the water like Fukushima. That's why we need these next gen plants. But I remember back in the 80s when I was a little kid, all of a sudden this tower started appearing on the other side of the St. John's River in Jacksonville, Florida, big cooling, like three big cooling towers. And Three Mile Island was still fresh in memory, but they had approved a nuclear power station because they saw the growth that was going to come to Jacksonville and Duval County on the St. John's River. And then it got canceled. And I remember my parents talking about being canceled. And I remember one day steam coming out of the, the, the cooling towers and going, I, I, I thought they said, oh, they turned it into a cogeneration plant. So instead of clean nuclear, it became a coal plant. And like old school 80s coal plants produced this, um, this ash that is like one of the most toxic things on the planet. There's actually a, a mountain of this ash in a place in near hometown Pennsylvania. And it's, that's been there since the late 80s. And it's still there because they managed to dump it there and it's completely toxic and everybody knows it needs to go somewhere else, but there's nowhere else for it to go. Are we talking about fly ash? Yeah. 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 We got, they, they made a mountain over here out of it. There was a crater, looked like a moon crater, filled it up. Now it's a giant mountain that's covered in rubber tarps. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They use that. They use that for something that they put on crops. And it's full of uh, it's full of arsenic, cyanide. I mean, you name it. Every toxic element that's in there um, is in that shit. And they they use it as a fertilizer. They actually put it out on I think on corn crops and other stuff. It has to sit for so long. Yeah. How long does it have to sit for? I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay, so what's your big Christmas plans, John? I don't have any Christmas plans. I was expecting that answer. You asked me why I wasn't going to do a show on the 26th, and I just put... Oh, is that... Got it, got it. (laughs) Yeah, people are like, what did you do for Thanksgiving? We worked for Thanksgiving. We we did all of our Black Friday stuff. Amanda and I went to Arby's for Thanksgiving. That's what we did. (laughs) Did you go to the one in Dixon? No, we have one right at the interstate out here. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one in Dixon has some of the best employees. At Arby's? Yeah, I've had some really, like, you don't expect impressive stuff, but impressive stuff. I'm like, that's where you go looking for employees is that Arby's. Yeah, you got to steal them. (laughs) Because, yeah. But I actually, I've stopped eating at Arby's now because I think they have flour in their meat. I'm I'm sure. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. And you have and they're not going to tell you. They don't even have to list ingredients. They just list oh. like artificial flavor. They don't tell you what that is. Generally recognized as safe. <laughs> when something gets generally recognized as safe, then they can make generic terms for it or whatever and, you know, seasonings, spices, preservatives. Yeah, from the self-reliance perspective on power, solar actually makes a lot of sense if you're just trying to power yourself. It makes a tremendous amount of sense um, where, where its weaknesses is in climates like mine. It is prohibitively expensive for climate control. It, yes. it really is like in your climate. It's much more doable um, and here it's doable, but it's. You have to have ideal construction to go along with it, like Tim Nye, who runs all the karaoke at our workshop, right? Like he has that dome home. And you go in there, it's all solar. He's got one little freaking air conditioner, a little bit bigger than the one that I keep as an extra unit in my office. And it's almost as big as my house, and the whole place is comfortable. But he built it for that purpose. So if you're trying to retrofit solar into a standard stick-and-brick house in a southern climate, it's very difficult. Where a northern climate, throw in a wood stove. And you got winter taken care of, and most of your summer you can get by, right? Most. Yeah. Most. You I had a pretty UBC's brutal summer. You helped him too ago. with that dome home. You you had a pretty brutal summer two years ago. Oh man, it was like you came and you brought the Texas oven with you, and it did not go away when you left. It was not fair. It's like I bring rain when I come yeah. to you. You bring oven. I brought. Dallas Fort Worth heat and Houston humidity, I guess. Is yeah, it was awful. I was like, I like this is why I don't live in the eastern United States anymore. When I was up there, the humidity is just like if you feel like you're walking around with a hefty sack over your body, like it just with two holes like Charlie Brown's freaking ghost costume, but it's a hefty sack. It just grows. Aren't aren't we still in a a major drought? Aren't we in like a year long drought, Nicole? Yes. But he's talking about la- not this last Correct, summer. Correct. Yeah. Or that one was that like I got heat exhaustion twice, which I don't usually. Well, you had just gotten cheap, and they were panting like dogs. Well, they, I thought they were going to die. I did too. I, when, when I came to your place, I'm, I was I didn't tell you, but I was thinking they're they're dead today. The yeah. fact that they live, I remember like a whole bunch of cows and shit died that year. And yeah, well, we had them in the coolest microclimate on yeah. the property that week because. But yeah. I've never seen a sheep do this. And yeah. they were. They were panting like freaking St. Bernard's. Yep. That was. Jo- Josh is asking if you have any experience with straw bale construction, Jack. None. 
None. I do know that it's nowhere near as inexpensive as it's made out to be by the dream people with the heart symbols on Instagram and whatever. Um, and the, the interesting thing I learned about straw bale construction is it's not really straw bale construction. It's timber frame with straw it's bales. timber frame with straw insulation. And I think but, that all of these super insulative things, one of the things that you have to realize is that prop that that house must be able to breathe. And if it's over insulated and can't breathe, you end up with a lot of fungus problems. And then the other thing is like what it does best is get you through ice. winter, right? It's, it's winters that it really pays off on heating, but the ones I've seen that are effective, they have like a big center wall. That's a thermal mass inside. And they allow that solar radiation to come in and hit that wall all day long and build up the thermal gain in the center of the property. And if you, so again, you're back to something that tends to work better in clear climate situations in Northern climate situations. Now that's not saying that they will not keep cool because they will, but there's generally other things involved. Like I've seen some that they literally have like breathing tubes through the ground on like the backside of a hill where the sun never hits and they're pulling airflow through in the summer and that's how they're cooling themselves. So it's not just as simple as build a straw. I know this. It's not as simple as just build any straw frame house and you'll be good. It's, it's just not that simple. We have a lot of people in my area that do cob building and yeah. they've had a lot of luck with it in this climate. And yeah. I think that's one of the things about a lot of the alternative methods is what works in your climate. See, and I think a lot of it too, though, is like, so cob, straw bale, et cetera, generally you get into some form of ground contact, mm -hmm. you know, and you start to try to turn the house into part of the, the earth itself because the earth is really good at cooling itself four inches below the surface. You go out to your garden in the middle of summer and the surface temperature is 120 degrees. You wonder how the plant's alive and you pull back two inches of soil, stick your fingers in there and you're like, okay, that's like 70 degrees. You yep. go down another two inches, it's like 68 degrees. And so if we can get that into the house, and then the other thing is you have to be careful. Like a lot of things that seem like they would be really good, like concrete, if they're not done properly, what happens is they stay pretty cool during the day. And then the sun goes down and they give it all back, including inward. So like a lot of the houses in uh, the Caribbean are that way. They build all these like concrete manors and stuff like that. And then it's just hell to keep them cool at night. And it's weird because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily happen in the daytime. I, I learned that from Jeff Lawton on like his whole thing on housing construction. Yeah. My South facing wall does that. Okay. Which is awesome in the winter. Like it radiates heat in. Yeah. If the sun has hit it, but I have a 12 inch thick wall South facing stone, which is what it was intended to do. And that's why growing the tomato wall on that South wall. Smart. Has fixed, that has fixed the nighttime radiation of heat, which I, didn't realize was happening until I realized it was happening. And I was like, Oh, we'll grow plants here and they can have all the heat and the sun and turn it into food rather than turn it into heat inside my house at night. If you didn't even like tomatoes, it would be worth doing. Yeah. I mean, you could do another vine, but the tomatoes, they love it. Yeah. They absolutely. love. You that need spot. a vine that likes sun. Cause like a lot of people do like English Ivy or something. So stick that out in the sun. It's dead. Yeah. Right. That, this English Ivy goes on the South side. Lufa. Lufa would be good there. Lufa would be good, yeah. And then you have mm -hmm. a product. Mm -hmm. I see I see people asking. They're saying that they have to watch ads during the, the feed here. 
Um, a lot of people also don't realize a lot of my videos are unmonetizable because of things I say. Yeah. That doesn't mean they don't advertise. YouTube still <laughs> runs an ad. We just don't get paid for it. And yeah, we have no control over it. That's and the I new see, ad policy. Yeah, and so, I see people saying, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm going to Rumble. Well, if all of you guys would do that, we would be a lot better off. There's but a whole fucking do nine that. people on my Rumble channel right now. So go on over yeah. there if you want to. Now, here's how I look at it. I do monetize my videos because I don't hate money. There are controls for this during a live stream. Mine is set, so all ads that are mid-roll are skippable, which means after five seconds, you should be able to skip the ad, and you will see no more than one ad per 30 minutes. If that is too much of an inconvenience to hear what I have to say, and you want to deny me my penny, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's not bluntly, even a penny. Bluntly, yeah. fuck off. I mean, really, we bust our ass as podcasters in, in general. To provide content and the vast majority of people that listen to you do not participate monetarily. And if it's that much of an inconvenience for five seconds, three times, a total of 15 seconds of your life to be interrupted so I can make a penny, then I don't know what to tell you. You, you prob I, I'm surprised you're still here. I'm, I'm surprised you're still here because, Wow. I, and I, I, I understand. I, I'm not attacking the person to ask the question because it's the first time you saw it. But if it really, really bothers you, I don't know how you listen to what I have to say anyway, let alone these other two people. Yeah. Somebody said they're thinking about going back to the $9 a month subscription to not have ads. That's fine, too. That's and why I think that's why YouTube has done that on live streams because it is new that they're doing it on live streams. Yeah. And I could turn it off. But, you know, if I leave it on, it makes me an extra hundred bucks a month by the time it's all said and done. So me, well, my perspective as a smaller channel that's growing is I leave it off. OK, because I want people to come to my live streams. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and and I noticed that when I had it on, I had few people on the live and I was like, OK, well, <laughs> we'll do this for a while. I just I, I, I'm with Elon on the whole advertising thing recently where he told Bob Iger to go fuck himself Twice. right in the middle. That was awesome. G-F-Y. <laughs> well, the, the, verification, the verification on Twitter or X, whatever, is $8, right? If everybody yeah. paid $8, no ads. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't need any advertisers. They wouldn't, none of that. Isn't Iger, wasn't he Disney? Isn't that Iger? Yeah, yeah that's, that's Disney. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he stepped down and then came back and then stepped down and then they brought him back again. I, I I spend the eight bucks because I look at it for two ways. One, I get my little blue bullshit check mark, and that yep. makes it much harder for somebody to scam one of my people out of their money impersonating me. Yep. Two, if I didn't make eight dollars a month off of my activity on X, Twitter, shit, or call it whatever it is, I wouldn't be there. I don't yep. do it out of loyalty. I, I there's things that are likable about Elon and things that are detestable about Elon. Like he's a normal person in the end, right? With a lot of money and a lot of uh, notoriety. So you see everything he does. So it's easy to criticize people in that situation. So I don't do that. I'm a loyalty. I'm not an Elon bro or anything. It's a business decision. Yeah. I write you can it get down a, as marketing, $8 a month, $72 a year marketing, right? Yeah, you can get a, a marketing expense. You can get a blue check on uh, on um, Instagram also. Same same deal. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. I'll have to yep, check into can. that. Yep. 
I, I thought you had to go through because I, I applied as a public personality repeatedly and yeah. ignored. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to anymore. The thing about Twitter is they had a very clear set of guidelines of what you had to do to get a blue check. And I and when you submit, you had to provide like Google Trends charts, all that shit, articles written about. I did it. I had everything. I didn't even get a. I didn't even get a fuck off. This is pre Elon, right? And then post Elon, eight bucks, you have it. Okay, fine. Did you see uh, Trump said if reelected, he's going to drop all payroll taxes? That's interesting. How are you going to fund Social Security that's already going bankrupt by twenty thirty three? I mean, isn't it already bankrupt? I guess the same I way they're going to What does he mean by that? Does he mean all payroll taxes of any kind or the employer match? I think the employer match. I don't know. I don't know. Does that just your, mean people your employees, pay all their own? Yeah, employees don't realize for every dollar they get, the employer pays another dollar almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's a direct match. Yeah, right after Hillary goes to jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Remember, lock her up. I, I like when up. dudes. I like when you say something about Trump. Dudes show up, fucking, all in a frizzy over Trump every time you mention him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting, right? Like you can you can tell that's not a business owner. Yeah. See, and that's what I, I I've said. Like, there's a lot of things I don't like about Trump, but he's the best president of my adult life. Period. Let was, no new wars. Lower taxes, but he did a bump stock ban. Okay, fine. I don't agree with that. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I would, I would much rather have a bump stock ban that gets rid of a novelty pile of shit that doesn't actually do anything worth a fuck, even though it's wrong, than the 1986 Firearms Act under fucking Reagan. Right? If if you give me back the way guns were 1985 and back, but we can't have bump stocks, all right, I'll make that deal. I'll make that deal. Because I can do a bump stock with a rubber band. Your belt loop. That sounds like a YouTube video. If you learn how to hold the damn thing right, you don't need anything. You can totally bump fire an AR with no modification whatsoever, which was kind of one of the points of the bump stock thing. Like, this, does it become illegal if I hold it loosely and allow it to move in my hand? Somebody's so, debating your Trump adult life thing by saying Clinton Clinton sucked less. From a tax perspective, I don't you're know. You're not why. younger than me, are you? Actually, I'm probably older than Larry, and Clinton did not suck less because Clinton is the one that retroactively taxed me and had me write a fucking $11,872 check the year after I earned the money. Does it sound like my memory is flawed? Does that sound like my memory's flawed, Larry? If I can tell you the dollar amount of the fucking check I had to write under that retroactive tax, does it sound like my memory of Clinton is flawed? I'd say he's probably, people are getting really pissed, probably the second best president of my adult life. Better than either Bush. I don't know, Reagan, I was a kid, so I can't yeah, say adult life. Yeah, I just remember, yeah. All I remember about Reagan was interrupting the kid programming I wanted to watch for Iran Contra hearings. Yeah. And that made me mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I mean, North. Just put it on a channel. It's on every day. I want to watch my cartoons. As an adult looking back at Reagan, I can tell you that Reagan presided over the largest individual tax increase on Americans in the history of the United States to this date. We, they called it saving social security. 
So taxes it went is. up more under President Reagan than any other president that's ever existed in the United States. You just didn't see it because it was hidden from you in a way that made you feel good about it. Do you notice when the bump stock ban started being talked about, the Vegas shooter all went away and people stopped questioning that, right? He yeah. said he had so many rifles in his room that he had to fire every gun to empty. 30, ma- 30 rounds per gun was the math that I heard yeah. recently. And they said he would have had to have reloaded four times and charged all of those weapons to continue firing. He fired so many rounds. They say he fired so many bullets that struck people and struck the ground out there that he went through 50 rifles, fired 30 rounds, and reloaded them all four times and fired all 30 more mags five times per 50 weapons for one shooter, right? But no question, no explanation, nothing from that. Bump stock, bump stock ban, boom. All that shit went away, and you haven't heard anything more about Las Vegas shooting. Or bump stocks. Or bump stocks. Or bump stocks. I mean, and a ton of that shit's being won. The bump stock ban was actually overturned. Bump stocks are legal. The company's no longer making them. Yeah. The force reset triggers, legal, all that shit they were talking about. And something just happened yesterday in the Supreme Court where they said it's unconstitutional to ban suppressors. So you've got a ton of states. You have states right now going, hey, fuck the federal government. You guys, if they're manufactured here, you can have these things. Now, what's going to happen when the feds come in? Who knows? Just like California said, weed's legal. Well, if SCOTUS says it's illegal to ban suppressors, I don't think that would deny the government still saying you need a tax stamp. Yeah. Because effectively they're not banned. We have created a tax and the government. That was how the loophole for Obamacare. Well, it's a tax. I know we said it wasn't a tax, but your honor, it was a tax. And the government has the power to tax. So creating a tax stamp in order to possess something is not. A, now, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm talking about case law. When Correct. I, that's, a, that way. that's a that's a poor tax. Right. Because when yeah. that tax stamp came out, that's the equivalent to today's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, that's the math that I've heard. Frank, tell yeah. me when someone is arrested for a pistol brace. I don't has any. I don't know that anybody's been arrested for a pistol brace, but isn't a pistol brace now. That's that's a moot point. Also, yeah, that, that was that overturned. Is, also, was it because it's been well, overturned I heard it was. so many times? Yeah. I don't know anymore. But I do know that a tennis ball on the end of a, uh, a buffer tube is not a stock. I do know that. And I know a Roni carbine without a stock that just has a sling that you push forward into is not a stock. Like, it's just all ridiculous. Like, the, if you never notice that the things that they actually ban are never the things that crimes are really committed with. No, of course. I mean, you talk about and all that, the mass shooters you want, but they, they define mass shooting as what I think four people shot. Anything with more than four people shot, including the shooter as a mass shooting. And most of them are, are handguns. And a mass shooting is now what? Anything that involves three people, one of them being the shooter that's considered a mass shooter. Yeah. Um, and I mean, remove suicide and remove race on race crime, yeah. remove, you yeah. know, gang, gang violence or whatever. That brings you to what? 13%? Under 13%? Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing with school shootings. In a shooting, you're going to be over that number. Yeah. And anytime there's a mass shooting, I mean, the police are in that. that that's all yeah. in there, too. Anytime they their, their discharge of their weapons and people that yep. they take out. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I did a deep dive into the whole school, school shooting thing and the statistics on that. Like, I think it was right before COVID. So it was like 2019. And like, for instance, in the reporting, I found that anybody that shot anybody 
on the school property or within the school zone, like the no gun zone around the school was considered a school shooting. And here's just two examples of school shootings that no rational person would call a school shooting. One was that a guy decided to commit suicide. He went back to the high school that he graduated from, sat in the parking lot, guys like 26 years old and blows his head off in his car. That's a school shooting. The other one that was, this was even worse. The school was at a juvenile detention facility and the teachers they're teaching, and they have a, a go, armed guard in the back of the classroom who shot himself in the leg like a dumbass because he didn't know how a Glock worked. School shooting. And you say that, well, that's just a couple. I, I'm done. I'm done with your statistics. When you have things, it's the same with the, you know, the guy that died on the motorcycle that died from the COVID. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just remember people arguing with me when I first started um, moving from I didn't want a gun in my life to I wanted a gun in my life yeah. and, and telling me that there was not a single documented case in history of somebody using a gun in self-defense. And I was like, that doesn't sound right to me because my, my justification is it it's self-defense. Like, that's why you want one. And they said, no, nope, nobody's ever stopped a home invader with a gun. And then it was like they had planted a seed in my head and news story after news story. Every time somebody mentioned that, I'm like sending them links. Yeah. See, I have a different approach to people that say things that stupid. We talked about it at the beginning of this episode. You have now demonstrated to me that you are mentally defective to the point where you're no longer in my orbit. You don't exist to me anymore. I don't talk to stupid people. And that is a stupid people statement. That is either complete and total stupidity or someone that knows they're full of shit, but they don't. And I think that's the majority. They were, they were, I'm sure they were repeating back a talking point. What we don't know is how many times somebody tries to invade a home and realize the other person has a gun and it's like, whoop, I'm out. There's a lot of things that get diffused and it's the mere presence of the firearm that diffuses the thing. And it's not even somebody pointing the gun at somebody else. It's and, and sometimes it's not even the gun actually being seen. It's the interaction goes to the point where the offending party realizes if this motherfucker's being this way, I'm probably going to get shot. Right? There's like I think at this point in in Texas and a lot of other states, it's just assumed that if you break into a house, there's a better than average probability that you're going to get shot. Or get all shot at. Like it's 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 more than half, and that becomes a deterrent in of itself, doesn't it? Have you seen all the videos of the porch pirates? Um, oh, yeah. A lot of it's you know in the hood or wherever, but there's yeah. dudes coming up to steal the Amazon boxes, and they run out AR. AR pointing at the guy's face, right? Yeah. So, do you think those people call the police? Fuck no, they don't call the police no. because the police would arrest those people. So, yeah. how often do you think some? I mean, we see all the videos of these, you know, two, three dudes kicking the door in, and then the the apartment dweller or homeowner has a has a rifle, and they go running out. Now, those ones are the ones you see. Most people aren't calling the police about that. Most no. people, like, no. people, what you say? I was stealing a box off of somebody's porch, and he came out with a gun. He's yeah, talking about the too. homeowner, though, Nicole. He's on the other side of it. Yeah. He's saying the guy that came out and chased the porch pirate away with the gun doesn't right. call the cops and report it. So oh, neither side reports it. 
Right. I think most most people walking and approaching their car and dudes jump up and try to rob them. Dude skins out a pistol. If he doesn't fire that gun, he usually doesn't report that. That has been Why handled. And that's the yeah, because that exactly. Why would I invite an agent of the state? In, yep. And think about the people that carry. They tend yep. to think more like we do. Remember the dude in Houston. Now, this was this was not the way to handle a shooting Masad Ayub probably had like telepathic things come into his head and he got a headache when this happened. But there was a dude in Houston guy walks into like a breakfast diner with a gun. He's going to rob the place. And the dude shoots the fuck out of him. Everybody leaves. He's he's all security camera. He sits back at his table, finishes his fucking breakfast and steps over the guy and leaves, leaves the payment. Like just like it was a matter of course, that's not the way to handle it. That's if you have to shoot somebody, you call the cops. But I agree. Yeah. With that. If somebody is trying to jack me and I just like, dude, I don't think you want to do this. And they leave. I'm not calling the cops because I know they're not going to do anything. Yep. And that, I think that's most most people. Right. We we interact with people and we assume that we are most people. And that's not the case. I mean. Here's where I quit doing shit like that. I quit my Boy Scout mentality. It was probably, I don't think I was doing the show yet. It was probably right before I started the show. I was living in Arlington, Texas, and I see a vehicle go by that I don't recognize from my neighborhood. It's kind of like a, like you can get around, but it's like you go in there, you either come out the other side or you don't. There's no pass through. And so something about it just hit me wrong. So I go and the guy pulls into a driveway of a house and I know that the people that own that house are away on vacation. And I pull my big ass F-350 on an angle and block him in. And I called 911. And I know some fucking shit's up. Cops come out. I pull out of the way. They talk to the guy. They come and talk to me and they start making accusations. Well, why did you do that to him? Well, did he give you any reason that he was supposed to? No, no, no. Like it was very clear this guy had no business being where he was, yep. but they kind of turned it around back on me. Like, you know, you, you stopped this guy from leaving. Well, fuck. Yeah. I stopped him from leaving. I, I took personal risk to help you guys. And now, and I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I really am. I'm completely fucking done with this. Like, I don't tr- like, I say to people, like, if you call the cops on somebody, you pointed a gun at them. So don't call the cops on somebody unless you'd be willing to point a gun at them for what they're doing. Yeah, it's you almost, point a cop at someone, you point a gun at him. You point a gun, a taser, a dog, another cop, another gun, like all of some them. of these. Some of these agencies act as though if they don't get arrested, they don't get pay. It's almost like they're getting yeah. a bonus, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it's just like the like the food and drug people and the the EPA shit and even IRS, right? It's almost like they have to go out and develop their own case, otherwise they don't get a promotion. Joel Salatin even said the same thing. He's like. It's almost like they are just looking and fishing and digging and their supervisors have no idea what they're doing. He said, you know, uh, I don't understand what you're saying. Can you please give me that in writing? Oh, you don't have a warrant? No, you're not. Please don't get out of your car. You're not welcome on my property. Send that to me in writing. And he said, you'll never get it in writing. It, It almost never comes because their upper echelon has no idea that this is even happening. There is no one to give it to them in writing because they are not even justifiably there. Yeah, I love Mike Mark Baker's the way he he handled the cops or the the USDA when they were trying to come yeah. on his property. When they did have a warrant, he made them wait outside while he got yeah. his stuff together inside because it was not for coming into his house. 
and it was Michigan in the winter and cold. Yep. Yeah, because they're just looking <laughs> to develop it, it always. He's like, man. I'll go get it. <laughs> and it, it's it's sad that you have to do that, but it's it's to the point where you just don't talk to law enforcement. You no. just you just you can't. There's just too much of that. Can we come in? Fuck no, you can't. You don't have to say it like that. But no, you no. can't come in. No. We no. thought we smelled something. We thought we saw something. I mean, look at all the cases right now. I thought, like, I thought I every every canine handler can make his canine alert. Oh, they yeah. don't have to. They, yeah. they just do it. Have you seen how many videos there are where the guys video and the cops interacting with him and they start threatening, we're going to arrest you, whatever. Like this has been decided over and over again. There is no case where I am being interacted with law enforcement where I am not allowed to video the interaction. It yeah, is completely uncomfortable. We're in public and you're, you're on, you're a public servant and you're interacting with me, a private citizen. I have a right to record this. And they start threatening these people that they're going to, now you notice they almost, Every once in a while, some unhinged cop grabs a guy out of the car and like, yep. okay, we'll, we'll handle this with a judge in a lawsuit, right? Um, but 99% of the time, they never go through on it. They just know by saying it. And, and I don't want to feel this way about law enforcement. You guys in law enforcement have made us feel this way about you by the way you act. They act like gangs. They act like thugs. Watch any video where you have like a group of cops interacting with people who are doing something like video and something or whatever, whatever they're doing, they're not bothering anybody. And they're all sitting there with their hands on their fucking gun belts. And they're all fucking chest, like they're monkey dancing. They're doing this. Yeah. This shit here. And they kind of move around. Okay. 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 Well, see, you need to leave. And like the other goons are goon squatting around. You guys are fucking trained that way, but you are thinking fucking people. You want the respect of private citizens. Again, if you're in law enforcement, fucking earn it. Start acting like peace officers instead of fucking thugs, and we will be happy to respect you because we need you in some situations. Yeah, yep, they should be up. glad that we're recording because then no. they can do everything right, and there it is on video. Why would you object if you have nothing to hide? I usually have, have it on the peer officer, right? It's, like, it's look up Long Island audits, high impact flicks. Here's the deal. Um, there's there's a ton of those channels. And the, the problem is, right, if you're not recording your interaction and you end up with a problem, once you actually get those, once you FOIA request that, they edit that shit heavily. Like that yeah. video is, is edited out. There's tons of stuff where cops have taken the phone and deleted it, but it's on yeah. the cloud yeah. and it doesn't match at all what they say. Yeah. And then yeah. even even when they arrest those guys, they almost always kick them out with no charges. And yeah. then when the dude files a lawsuit, the municipality comes back with a loss. They come back with charges. They file yeah. charges after the lawsuit. And my favorite charge is resisting arrest. Yep. With but no underlying have, charge for arrest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How did this person resist arrest? What were you arresting them for? Well, that doesn't or, matter. It kind of does to me. Or if trespass. I'm on a jury, I, it kind of, kind of does. Yeah. Like, audit, what were you audit. arresting them for? And I understand we were arresting them on this charge and then we dropped the charge. Okay. Well, what was the charge? And why did you, what reason was there for to arrest on this charge? Yeah, Audit the Audit's a great one. Audit the Audit's a great one, too. He's a, a, a first, um, first Amendment lawyer that takes on all those cases. Now, I will say this, though, on the other side. There are people with channels like this that they go out and they're assholes and they provoke cops. intentionally. Sure. And you're just as big a dick as they are. You need to knock that shit off. It's one thing if you're filming a genuine interaction if you go out there and you provoke bullshit just to provoke bullshit and you make it as complicated as possible by being an asshole, I don't respect you. I really don't. But I've seen a lot of shit where that's not what it is. It's just a cop pulling somebody over 
and they have a dash cam and they whip it around and that cop starts threatening them immediately. Yeah. No. No, no, you no, need no, to no. have you, you almost have you need multiple cameras. You need cameras that they don't know is there because yeah. it's it's their word against yours. And it needs to stream, like you said, like because I'm like if, if I have that interaction and they're like, well, I'm going to take that from you. Well, first of all, it's my property. I don't believe you have any right to do that. So I'm protesting it. But go ahead and do it and think it matters. Yep. Officer safety is what they claim. Think think it matters. Officer safety, my ass. Right. Bullshit. Yep, always. Bullshit. It's all crap. I know. Yep. Well, that was a fun one. So we're coming up on two hours. It's time yeah. to go around the horn, my friends. And I won't see you until January 2nd now, assuming John's working the day after New Year's. I'm sure he isn't, though. We'll work New Year's. I mean, if it's, if it's, <laughs> we'll work New Year's if it's a Friday. I don't know what day it is. He's going to sleep faster. I am not working New Year's. I okay. will see you on the 2nd. Yes. So <laughs> what are your last thoughts, Jack, going into the, the last, the final weeks of your December? Well, I'm going to show my shit, man, because, you know, I'm running this as a thing. So I want to show my item of the day, which is the uh, the TP-Link Deco AXE 5400 Tri-Band 6E Mesh System. Nicole, you can attest to this. We had zero network issues with 80 people pounding my network. And the reason that I wanted to bring this up today for you guys on tspaz.com, which is where you can find all my product recommendations, is that uh, it's they have them on Renewed. And they have them on sale, and you can get four of them for less than the cost of three of them if you get them through the Renewed program. So get on over to the survivalpodcast.com. Uh, check out my show. Check out everything. Check out tspaz.com and my items today. And another thing, it's Christmas time. So if you if you scroll down a little bit on the site, you'll find Santa Val, and he has a list of great recommended gift ideas for you. So uh, that's, that's my shilling today. Otherwise, check out the survivalpodcast.com. We've been doing this since 2008. We have over 3,400 episodes, and if you didn't hear what you want to hear about today, if you like self-sufficiency, self-reliance, independence, and liberty, you'll find something that you'll be interested in. All right, John, what do you got? I do a live every night, special operations equipment. We're approaching 100,000 um, subscribers. We're approaching 5,000 videos up there, so jump on. We can talk about anything you want. We've got all kinds of actual videos and different playlists on there as well. Special operations equipment's the name of the company. We make all the nylon tactical gear. Um, and then we, there's a ton of other stuff we do. You can find it on any social media platform. All the names are the same. All right. Don't forget that your, your friends love Hollow Roast coffee at the holidays. So go to hollowroast.com and order up the gift of coffee of the month. It makes a great gift. I also do sampler packs, which are great for people who aren't quite sure which coffee to send. You get three varieties shipped. In a really pretty organdy bag. That's all over at Hollow Roast. And if you're interested in hearing the musings of a lady on the homestead, check out my podcast, Living Free in Tennessee. And I will attest to the quality of Hollow Roast. Awesome. See you later, guys. you should have a house the American way. Dollar down, a dollar a month, and you never have to pay. There's a better way to do this. Let me show you a better way.